Welcome to the Inspiring Leadership podcast series. This is aimed for you aspiring leaders, whatever level you're at, whether you're beginning out in your careers as managers and leaders, whether you're in middle ranking roles, or whether you're CEOs and chairman of boards, there's always something we can all learn. And it's particularly the skills, stories, tips and techniques that you can pass on to those you lead and your teams. Hello, I'm Jonathan Bowman Perks and welcome to my favourite time of the week. And I'm here on a Friday evening with Nathan Newton-Willington. And Nathan uh, was trainer to me and my wife, Lee, and uh, my stepdaughter, Alana. And it was really a great inspiration to us. Um, uh, a Grantham lad, I think, born and bred, Nathan. That's right. Yeah. And um, I just really want to tell Nathan's story and, and, and really have a chat with him because as a personal trainer for 10 years um, and knowing about nutrition and training and just self-taught in many, in many areas, but also now setting up a very successful ladies-only gym um, and with uh, aspirations to expand that. And how old are you now, Nathan? I'm 30. 30. And, you know, just... I just think a great example to, to many of us on what you actually can do, but also with a, a really great backstory. So, Nathan, welcome. Thank you very much for having me. How do you feel about being on the on the show? I'm excited. Yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah. Well, we always had such great banter in our garage gym. We did. And you're always telling cracking jokes. And uh, you had the girls in stitches when they were training. It was... It was you got to have fun with it. you yeah. got to have fun. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just... Pushing metal up and down and being in pain, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and what uh, what is the backstory? Because I think that's the really you know take take us back to Nathan as a young lad, and and what was it like? What what kind of person would I have met if I met you then as a young lad? Wow. So you'd have met someone who was shy to the point of being painful because he was just scared to death of talking to everyone. Um, I struggled with obesity all the way through childhood. Um, developed, when I look back now, quite a severe, or I call it severe now, food addiction, all the way through my childhood. Mm. Took it into my late teens. Um, before being a personal trainer, I was a car mechanic. So a day was kind of just get up, eat, go to work, come back, eat some more, but not really not really look after myself yeah and i never knew what that looked like either yeah so i didn't know how to do it and, and did you find you were surrounded by other people who didn't eat very well either and there wasn't much role modeling oh yeah it? like you know that old saying you become the five people you're surrounded with like all of my friends were not necessarily like overweight but they're all kind of we just stayed up late we drank we smoked i smoked for a while ate nothing but junk food and you, you know you're trying to like operate and go to college and learn on like three hours sleep a night and you're still recovering from a hangover like it's just impossible yeah you know but I didn't realise at the time and I didn't have any kind of I didn't have any focus I didn't have any discipline no direction and no kind of real positive influences to look at and who was the, the first person who started to inspire you so when I, when I was 16 when I started um my apprenticeship to become a car mechanic at Honda, at a Honda dealership in Grantham. Met a guy who turned out to be a really good friend who was a valetin. Mm -hmm. um, what was his name? 
His name's Lee Maples. Oh, Lee, yeah. yeah. We know ourselves here. That's yeah. it, that's the one. Yeah. Um, and he was like a, he's a real fitness guy, you know, this guy would, you know, get up, walk the dog like 15 miles, go to work, <laughs> come out. Had he always been like this from, from first thing? What, what motivated him? Do you know how he is? As far as I know, yeah. I, I didn't know him before I was 16. He's a bit older than me. Um, but yeah, this guy was, as far as I knew, he'd always been quite active. And what's he doing now? Is he doing the trees? Still, I think so, yeah. So he's, he's a tree a, surgeon, isn't he? He's a tree surgeon now, yeah. So he's, he's like that still. He's just always climbing something, chopping something, lifting <laughs> something. Um, and I was the complete opposite. So he's, I'm kind of very introverted, creative. I'm ha like, you know, happy being in my own head kind of thing, even when it was quite chaotic when I was younger, kind of. Um, but he was that first kind of, right, oh, this is what, you, this is what it looks like if you you know, value yourself a bit more. So was he actually quite generous in sharing with you what he'd done and, and encouraging you, or did you just keep in a, in a very, In a very kind of indirect manner. Because he's he quite was, a modest guy, isn't he? He's quite... Yeah, and he's not a kind of, he's not a very, um, wouldn't be very articulate in communicating all this stuff. But he was very patient in, you know, he'd say, right, look, come on a bike ride with me. I'd be like, no, I can't do that. <laughs> Come on a bike ride with me. And I'd fight it, fight it. In the end, I went with him. It took about three years after I'd met him. But I went and got a bike. I, I went out with him. And we used to go out every Saturday. And the first time I went out, it was it was so hard. I was um, I was like 300 pounds. What was, that, what was that in stone, roughly? 20, 20 and a half stone, maybe? 20 and a half stone. Yeah. Wow. Um, no kind of, no strength, no endurance. Obviously, I was like, I'm hitting the drink four times a week. I, I'd, I'd drink probably 20 pints of lager a week. What? Yeah, every week on like a, like a Friday night, a Saturday night, and then a few on a Sunday afternoon to try and recover. <laughs> um, I'd smoke 20 cigarettes a day and I was operating constantly on three to five hours sleep because I was just oh. staying up so late. So it was, it was really, really bad. Like yeah. really, really bad. But were, they, were you the only one doing that, or was it a lot of the people around you doing the same kind of thing? To some degree, yeah. Yeah. To some degree, like my whole friendship circle was happy to do, indulge in behaviours that I was indulging in as well. Yeah. So there was no, there was no reason to break free from it because if I break free from it, then what am I going to do? You let your mates down, and they'll go. Come yeah, on, yeah, exactly. Go on, exactly yeah. that. Exactly so, yeah. that. So the first time we went cycling, I always remember this, we did 20, 22 and a half miles. That's a long way for the first time. I tell you what, you know, I find it it, felt, I do 20 kilometers, I find that quite tiring. It felt so, so far. Honestly, I can't tell you. Um, bit saddle sore? Everything. Saddle sore, <laughs> dehydration. Um, and it took, it took me like four and a half, five hours, which when you, actually when you break it down, you know, if you really walked quick or jumped, you could probably do it quicker. So it wasn't, there's no pace or anything. But good on him that Lee I was just about you. to say, yeah, and he was patient. He didn't moan, he didn't, he was... Non-judgmental, that's the Non-judgmental, non exactly that. He, and he wasn't, he wasn't at all. Uh, I'm very grateful for that. Um, but yeah, he waited and, you know, he's going at a pace that, you know, in that same time he could do at the time probably like three or four times the distance maybe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But um, but I went out with him every week, like you know, it'd be rock and roll Monday to Friday, 
But then, you and know, rock and roll was the drinking, the, the drink, smoking, yeah, just the staying eating, up late, just junk food, the, no just sleep. complete neglect and abuse. Was that gaming or just what? Or just partying? Ga- yeah, gaming, um, going around friends' houses, and you learn to drive, and we're all out driving our cars and uh, blasting music and getting pulled over by the police and stuff. To, yeah. it's stupid o'clock in the morning. Yeah, uh, I got sectioned by the police uh, like <laughs> a month or two after I passed my driving <laughs> test for doing donuts in my truck. Like, I just Dude, what's the donut? You know, just like flicking the back end around, like going around in circles, like oh, right, right, burning right. smoke and stuff everywhere. <laughs> so really, really stupid behaviour. I was 17. Like, I forgive myself now. So you, you should have ended up in jail if you carried on this way, wouldn't you? Did any of you, you the um, old colleagues, did they, what's happened to them? Well, a few, well some of them like lost their licence. I was, I, I am, weirdly at that time, like I would kind of be responsible enough. I'm like, right, you need to, you need to just calm down now. Yeah. Like go and, go and be a hooligan somewhere else kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but in the midst of all this, every Saturday I'll get my bike out reluctantly. Think, oh God, I can't let. I don't like letting people down. Oh, that was it. So that like was a bit of a thing. You, you, this this sense of um, there was somebody else there. If you were doing it on your own, you may not have done it, would you? I would definitely hundred percent wouldn't have yeah. done it. So so this is like why personal training is so good for some people, not for everybody. Yeah, is because I, I know myself. Like yeah. this morning, I had a training session with this uh, Lee's trainer, uh, Keegan. And Lee wasn't well enough to go, so she didn't want to let him down, and, she, and she'd paid for it. Yeah. And I didn't want to let him down. So I got up and went and had, actually had a great training session, uh, an hour of beasting and hit training. But I went because there was someone there. I, I'm probably self-disciplined that I'd do it myself, but I think many people need somebody, don't they? So, yeah, so, and, so and, the point is almost, just, sorry, and I'll come back to you really. If you're trying to motivate someone else, don't forget the positive impact you could have if you believe in someone and don't give up on them. Hundred percent, hundred percent, yeah. And it was, you know, in my head, I was like, oh, if, if I don't go biking with him, I've let my mate down. He's going to be out there on his own. Yeah. So kind of in a way, there for him. I didn't realise that at the time, but I think, you know, I was because I wouldn't have got if it was just if I was left to my own devices. Like, no, no chance. Like I could be, you know, going and drinking something or smoking or, yeah, you know, gaming or just, you know, having a laugh with my friends, kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um. So that was that was where it began. And for how long were you cycling? You know, how how many every weekend for a year or two uh, more than that four or five years but we, we built on top of that then so it'd be saturday was cycling day and, and what sort of age are you at this stage uh 19 19 yeah 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 so it's quite an influential age yeah yeah so we go we go biking every i think it was either saturday or sunday was biking day we'd go and do a long ride and kind of be with them and but then in the week then i started going to the gym yeah so i started getting to um and, and and did he start you with that? He said, "Come with me to the gym." Well, he he went to the gym a lot. I'd I'd actually tried yeah. the gym um, previous time before this, and like people do, you know, two months, and that's it. I'm out. Yeah, um, this happens a lot with people, don't they? They they sign up and yeah. they do a month or two, and then they drop off. I yeah, yeah. Something, something. Isn't it like seventy, eighty percent of people do that? Sign up, you know, in about January. Post Christmas, they're going to get rid of the flow. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. And they they just don't last, no, do they? No. Very, very low take-up rate, isn't it? A success rate, keeping it. it. Yeah, it is. But, they, I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a few reasons for that. There's, you know, you have to have a level of self-discipline. Like, no trainer or anything can actually put you in your car and drive you there. But likewise, as a trainer, I feel very, very responsible for trying to create some sort of connection relationship and be of service to everyone who walks in the door. And I always remember when you trained with us and you came to 
our home. We've got a garage we'd convert into the gym. But you'd always come, even though there's a lot going on for you, you'd, you'd put yourself out to be there, even at some awkward times. Because we want to let you down. Yeah, and we, know, we knew that. And we didn't want to let you down because you went so much for us that it was a really motivational thing. So thank you. I just want to add, perhaps I never said it to you. I think I might have said it to you a few times, but I really do. It was great fun. I appreciate what, it. what you did. So back to these days, you're starting to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. And uh, what started to change for you? So the thing I've got in my bank now is, because I've been doing all these, just these, like every Saturday going on my bike, I've kept a promise to myself. So I have a tiny bit more belief from zero belief in myself. I've got like, one percent or something now but i've got a little bit that says look if you just stay patient because that's mm. the common denominator with all of these anything you want to achieve if you just stay patient and stay the course yeah something will happen something will pop you don't know what it will look like you don't know you just don't know but something good will happen that's better than now and there's a, there's a great book by james clear called atomic habits and he talks about this this compounding effect of just a one percent improvement day on day, over time, week on week, and just how it yeah. just grows massively. And just keep doing a routine, make it a habit, make it a yeah. ritual. Yeah. And you did, didn't you? I did, I did. Yeah. And what happened when you fell off the wagon and you didn't go one time? So you start, you start a journey then. Because you were quite obsessive, weren't you, in whatever you've done? Yeah, so this, you know, from being someone who was, um, I, didn't, I didn't even realise I have a, had a problem with addiction. When you're around people that are just kind of indulging. You'd say it was this, addiction, was it? Of course, yeah. Because consciously, you know, if I really sat and thought about it and thought, do I really want to be doing all these things? Well, the answer was no. Yeah. Because, you you know, consciously you know what it's doing to you. But, but you've been addicted to, to what in the early days <clears throat> before you started the, the gym? What were you addicted to? Food, alcohol, smoke. Yeah, yeah. And just you were stuck on them, weren't you? Yeah. And I'd known it for so long. It was just, well, it was... That was the norm. That was the norm. Yeah, it's like, and like fish go, what's water? You know, it's like exactly, hundred yeah, percent, hundred percent. That's right. Yeah. So we, that was it. And even in Northern Ireland, I remember when we were uh, counterterrorism uh, operations, we used to say uh, it was this term, an acceptable uh, level of violence. That like, oh, there's only five bombings today and three shootings and four deaths. Yeah, that's just normal. You know, no, it's yeah. not normal at all. But but it's what it is. It's so, so, it's it's so yeah. repetitive. It's just perceived as. So you got yourself to a place where um, you were training. You're going to the gym, and yeah. what began to change? So obviously, instantly, you a couple of things. You start to drop a little bit of fat. So instantly, you know, just like people do, you feel better. I can I can get my clothes a bit better now. Something's a bit less tight. Um, but also a couple of light bulb moments, which is because of the amount of smoking, you don't realize the effect it's having on your lungs until they happen to do some work. So you don't realize how bad the smoke is when you're just kind of plodding around and not really moving. Then when you go and try and get on a treadmill and run, you're like, wow. Really? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I could run for like 20 seconds at a slow pace. And I'm like, wow, then that's it. So there was a bit of pressure then to, I've got to sort this out because I'm 19 and my, I'm in bits. So there's a bit of pressure on that front and then there's a little bit of kind of feeling good that things were just changing physically. Yeah. Um, and what about the other sex? Were, were you trying to get attraction of people seeing you and liking you, women? Um, no, if I'm like being very honest, you when you're in that kind of frame of mind, you, you're beyond thinking anyone will 
it's just, it's just not in your peripheral because you think like no I'm I don't think I don't think feel good about yourself. It didn't feel good about myself. So if you don't if you don't feel good about yourself, you kind of well why would anyone else? Yeah. I don't believe in me. Why would anyone else? You 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 kind of sunk. You're in a bit of a pit, and I didn't even realise it. Yeah, yeah. I did, that's what's a scary thing. But like, thank God I'm out of it now. You know. Yeah, but doesn't it make you realise how many around the country and abroad, but certainly let's just say the UK mm. here in even Grantham that there must be so many who are in this pit and more each day. Really? Yeah. yeah. Obesity, here's some frightening but real st- statistics for you. Um, in Britain, so we have, we have a normal weight category, we have an overweight category, and we have an obese category. Just in the obese category, in 1988, I believe, it was 14%. It's now 37 Wow. So like just in my lifetime, the amount of people that are obese in Britain has gone from 14% to 37%. And, and the psychological effects of everything I'm talking about, like I'm not unique in feeling that, so many people feel that. Yeah. But then they don't realise no. half the time until you go and try and break those habits and realise what, uh, God, I'm in a hole here. Yeah, because there's that lovely story about, you know, the three chapters of your life. Walk, chapter one, you walk down the street, you fall in a hole and it's shitty and slimy and you're covered in it and you sit, how did I get in this hole? I don't even know how to get out. You struggle and struggle and eventually you get out. Chapter two, you walk down the street, you see the hole, you go, oh, there's a hole. You still fall in it and you go, ah, but you get out quicker. Yeah. Chapter three, you walk down a different street. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I've not heard that before, but I like that. Walk down a different street. I can't remember who said it, but I just, I love it. So here you are um, learning to get out of the shitty hole. Yep. But you're still in the same chapter. But so, mm-hmm. so what what changed? How did you get into chapter two? So chapter two was probably realizing in the midst of all this that I'd kind of just traded one addiction for another. Yeah. So your addiction to um, staying up late, TV, smoke, drink, food, actually then just changed into. Do you know, I'm going to be obsessed with my body then if I can't have all this stuff to eat and I'm not smoking. I'll just obsess about, I'll obsess about the gym. So I thought I had a really healthy relationship with it because I was more committed than anyone I ever knew. But actually I was, it owned me. Really? Yeah. So I was a prisoner of the gym, really? I was a prisoner of the gym. And what happens is I've still got a bad relationship with myself, but it's just manifesting itself in different behavior now. And I've, I've brought a person who doesn't like himself to a muscly body. (laughs) <laughs> which is um you know it was a, a different kind of disaster like I could run <laughs> and I could lift and I could you know looked a bit more like I looked afterwards but like after myself sorry but that was it so chapter two was the penny drop moment is like wow I'm really not a big fan of myself hmm. as in you know when the world's not looking and all the lights are off and I got like what do you really think and feel about yourself inside and that's been an even longer journey yeah and it's i think that i think that's one that you you stay on forever don't you yeah because you're going to go through different challenges and different contexts of your life and yeah it's um, it's not a destination it's a it's a constant journey and yeah constant conversation with yourself it's minute by minute you know you sometimes something will trigger you and you'll feel bad about yourself and yeah absolutely back and the thing i i have two things have found have helped me as I've coped with similar sort of things is one is working on being non-judgmental about others. Yeah. 
and about myself. And the second one is, is working on non-attachment. That mm. it just it just is what it is. I found the stoical philosophy very helpful to me as I've been through periods of my life where I've been quite anxious or depressed. Mm. Um, about you know, the control the controllables. What what can I control? I can control my thoughts. Hundred percent. And I can control oh, my yeah. actions. Hundred percent. I can't control your thoughts, your actions. Uh, no. Nope. Um, and there's a lovely one by Disraeli who said, uh, "Never apologize." Um, uh, never complain, never complain, never apologize. So don't complain about your life. Poor me, it's not fair. Why is me? You know, it's not all. Mm-hmm. And, and never apologize um, and try and make excuses. I don't mean when you bump into someone or you cause a crisis, you know, don't, don't say it. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't, don't, don't try and come up with excuses why you got something wrong. Just sort it out. Mm. Be accountable. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and, and one of the, the, the Navy SEALs talks about extreme ownership. Take, take ownership, your own life, and what you do, and, and control it. Mm. You, know, you can't control it, you can manage it. Yeah. Because control is like, it's, you can become a bit obsessed about control. And I think that's my wife thinks I occasionally get over, over keen about control things. But, but, but Lee knows that I can manage things well. Mm. So, so you realized that this was the phase you're at. You were, you were going from an addiction to, to one area of drink, smoke, and, and eating junk food to another one, which is gym, gym bro, mm. going in there and training and getting this incredible physique, but you hadn't sorted out your head. No, there's a great big muscly guy. Like I'm six were foot you, were four. You, were, you, were you strong? Because you are big. You're, you're six yeah, foot. yeah, six foot four, 16 and a half stone solid. Yeah. Carrying from, around. From 20, 20, 21 stone. Yeah, so I dropped right down and then kind of built up a bit from doing weights and stuff. Yeah. So I'm a great big, muscly, strong dude carrying around a weak little mind. Yeah. That hates himself. Like, what like What good is that for anyone? Yeah. Did you ever get depressed or suicidal? I've been very, very low. Probably what you call, you know, thinking about it in a state of, yes, probably depressed. Yeah. Um, not suicidal. Um, Have you had to take uh, antidepressants or anything like that? No. No. I think it's... Suffered hugely with anxiety. But in the midst of all this, when I'm like 25, I start reading about the brain. All right. Okay. And that changed everything. Really? Uh, Everything. What was the the books that you... Can you remember any of the books? Never actually picked... I've never read a book. All right. I've never read a book the whole way through. I don't learn very well through reading, but we have this amazing thing called YouTube. Yeah. And you can go on there and you can find the best people in the fields and um, any topic you want to learn about and it's depicted well or you can just watch interviews, watch two people speaking like we are now. Because as you know, I've got about 60 videos on YouTube but I haven't ever promoted it. You'll have to teach me how to because uh, mm. they're just up there and some are feud but you know, I, haven't, I haven't pushed it out there. I found the sort of LinkedIn has had better views which yeah. are the videos but they're on LinkedIn rather than YouTube but mm. I, think, I think I'm like you uh, as someone who is sort of comparatively dyslexic as a kid, reading was really hard for me. So I was, we had this discussion, you watch things, I, I listen. So I would, certainly in the last five years, I'd probably listen to about 80 audiobooks a year. Now I, I challenge yeah. anybody to read 80 books a year. Mm. I'd probably read about 20 as well. But it just, I'm like, I'm like you, I suppose I'm obsessive as well about some things. And this is, this is personal performance so I can help others. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then that's it, and that's a, well, that's pretty simple view. That's it, yeah. Because then, because it's it's, it's beyond me. Then there's there's a reason mm. for me. 
there wasn't when there's not a reason for me to get out of bed, I end up like I was when I was 18 and 19. But now there's a reason. So you were at first you were getting what we call a, your motivation was an away from you wanted to be away from that. Yeah, I didn't know what I wanted to be. I just so didn't want to, to be, be away that. from that. And then they talk about another motivation, which is towards hmm. that that you 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 saw perhaps Lee Maples, and you wanted to be like towards him, be a bit more like him. I wanted to be way more that than what me yeah, and my friends correct. were. 100%. And it, it's always far healthier to have a towards motivation, something rather than getting away from something. Yeah. And people yeah. want to be with people who have a towards motivation rather than away from motivation. Mm. It's the whole physical psychology, their mental psychology, this this positive mindset. And, and how did you shift from really quite a negative mindset to a more positive one? You started to watch these videos. Yeah, YouTube. really, I got obsessive about learning. This was after, you know, from the period of, I'm a personal trainer at this point. Okay, yeah. How, how, how did you get to personal? So I suppose you had this physique and you thought, I'll make some money from this. Well, I just thought, I like this more than I like being a car mechanic. Yeah. So I'll do something with this. I had a year off, didn't really know what I was, when I was 22, I had a year off. I'd saved up some money. I just thought, right, well, I'm gonna kick it for a bit and decide what I want to do. I don't, I don't know what I want to do, but I don't want to be a mechanic. Like I hate working on cars and I'm no good at it. <laughs> um, and then at the end of the year, I'm like, well, okay, I'll, go and I'll be a personal trainer. So yeah. went and got, qualified when I was 22 turning 23 very good um, and then started kind of just heading my way into that and working in gyms and stuff um, but one of the things that always struck us uh, when we asked you to come and train us hmm. was you have very good interpersonal skills and also a lovely sense of humor which is based on quite a bit of humility and taking the mickey out of yourself yeah, as much as stories and banter. But was that what you always had in the gym? Because you said you were first, you were a very shy person. How, how did you make that journey? Yes, yeah, so that's a really interesting question. I realized when I started working in gyms, so from being someone who was um, all the way through my childhood, painfully shy to the point of, you'd almost think I was rude, but I was just that petrified of trying to have a conversation with you because I hated myself that much and judged myself that much and I thought you were judging me and da 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 da, da. Right. I just didn't want to be anywhere near anyone. Right. Um, to be in a car mechanic, you don't develop a lot of people skills because you're under a bonnet all day just trying to get something off a boiling hot engine. Yeah. Then, I'd be, then I got into the gym. I'm still a car mechanic at this point, so I was a car mechanic until I was 22. But then you start going and working in a gym and now your job is not just to show people how to do a bench press, it's you've got to build a relationship with someone. And I realized very, very quickly, I cannot speak to people. I get triggered when I'm around people, I get anxious, I get- Do you still get that? Not now, no. No, no but- I, I don't notice it, I, don't, I certainly don't. But it's, no, I, no I, love, I love people now. I love speaking to people, because I, I know I'm- and What a transition, isn't it? It is, and I'm very grateful for that. But you did it, no one else did it. Yeah. You chose. So what was the secret? How did, how did you make that? What was the motivation? Where did it come from? Um, where did the motivation come from? I don't know whether I am, I hope I'm on the right path. Yeah. I really, really hope I'm on the I'm right so, path. I'm certainly on the right path. And I've been drawn to, so going back a little bit to school now, you take, when you do GCSEs, you take options, don't you? Yeah. Well, I took PE as an option. 
because even back then when I was, so you're, you're like 13, 14, I think, when you take yep. your options. So even back then, I realized the state that my health was in and that I wanted to do something about it. Yep. And I actually, even though I was a big lad, I was, I quite enjoyed sports. Okay. Like I, I didn't have a lot of endurance or whatever, but like I was big and strong, so I'd be good at rugby or I like playing tennis, those kind of things. So I took PE as an option. And I got kicked out of it because of my size. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. The head of PE of St. George's School, Mr. Burroughs, don't mind telling you. Yeah. He's not there now. Where are you, Mr. Burroughs? Yeah, come on, Burroughs. See, why the, the why did you do that? Look at the why damage did you, do you that? did to this man. Yeah. You're being judged. You, you made me more determined. Yeah. And actually, I remember being told by my teacher when I was six that I was thick and I was going to be a dustman because I couldn't do my maths. I couldn't spell. Mm. I mean, can you imagine writing you off? As yeah. a teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, luckily nowadays, you know, our daughter, uh, Harriet, she's a great teacher and she's in a mixed race school with people from all backgrounds, all different languages. That's awesome. And she always looks for the best in them. Yeah, and, and, and yeah, yeah. Teaching has really moved forward, I think, in that they are trying to draw out the best, find something that they like yeah. and, and, and attach to that. But, but this whole thing about being judgmental and writing kids off and humiliating them to try and motivate them. I mean, oh, goodness. it's backwards. The damage backwards. done. Certainly did on me, I can say. Mm. But uh, if I, but a bit like you with Mr. Burroughs, I was trying to prove, I don't know who it was, whoever the teacher was, I've forgotten her name now, but been years been trying to prove that I wasn't thick. And, mm. and for years, so I was about 30, I'd tell people, I'm thick. And they go, no, no, you, you're quite clever. No, 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 I'm not. I'm thick. You know, that was my label. That was what I lived yeah, with. And, and so it so constrained me. Yeah. And well, I suppose in some ways I fought to prove a wrong, mm. which is why I keep learning and I keep learning. You know, there's mm. some long dead teacher who's maybe she's alive and, and sitting there going, I managed to mess up all these kids' lives. Isn't that fun? <laughs> but thank, thank goodness teachers are taught to, you know, was it fail? First attempt in learning. That's what Harry was taught. Fail. Exactly. Yeah. Was first attempt in yeah. learning. Okay, what have you learned? You either succeed or you learn. And even when you succeed, you learn something. Yeah. So, so there was old uh, Mr. Burroughs trying to stop you, but you you at least had that sort of interest in sport. So did that come? Yeah. Back again? So I was I was drawn to it even at a young age. Um, I got kicked out of it. So obviously I, I went and did something else. I think I took IT. Mm -hmm. Um. But I think the motivation has come from. It's very important to me, now I've turned it round, you see things like anything, when you go through any hurdle in anything, whether you're a, a leadership coach or you're a PT or you're a parent um, or you're a therapist or whatever, if you go through a hurdle, you see it everywhere, don't you? Mm. It's a, what's it, a reticular activating system in your brain. Yeah. When you've experienced something, you just see it in other people. Yeah, like you, you, you just bought a red car, you look and see red cars everywhere. Exactly, exactly. And any conversations when I, now I've sorted my health out a little bit to some degree, even though I'm still kind of at this point, I was changing my relationship with myself. Um, you see the things then in other people and you think, Oh, I sorted that. Like, and I'd feel guilty if I didn't help. Yes. So that's very important to me. That's why I hope I'm kind of on the right path here is that I have so much energy. Yeah. I was in the gym but we're now like eight o'clock or something. I was training at five o'clock this morning. I've worked Fine. all day today, but I'm still, I'm ready to go, you and know? And you came to see me at half seven at night on a Friday night. Yeah, but I'm, I'm but pumped to be here. You're still buzzed. You're still yeah. buzzed, yeah. No, because it, there's a and, reason and, for it. Well, you're living your life on purpose rather than off purpose. 
I'm, and when yeah. you are living a life on purpose, I mean, I know in, in my case, I, I work very hard both on this and, and other things and, and uh, Lee's charity for vulnerable young girls. But I find it's like, in, and I never feel like I work a day in my life, but I, I'm putting in a lot of hours. Mm. A lot of time it's helping people and I'm not paid for it or it's developing new relationships which may come to something, they may not. But I, I don't resent it. But I know there's been times other things I've done, I was a reasonable army officer, but there were moments on it when it was desperately dull or on guard duty or something like that. And I just wasn't what I want to be doing with my life. You know, that was that was five hours of my life I'd never get back. Yeah. Whereas, yeah. you know, chat sure. here to you, this is just like great. This is just Fun. banter and yeah, learning yeah. and exchanging and helping others. So mm. I mean, we're, we're in our element. So I do think you are meant to be doing I'm certain you're meant to be doing this. I, I We all found you very motivating. And, and of course, Carry on with the journey. So you've um, you've tried different things, didn't you? You tried a whole range of different darts. You, you went strong, you went smaller, you went thin. You yeah. tried everything. Tell us a bit about that. So yeah, so along this way, like I'm, I am kind of one of those people. I want to know if I'm going to take some interest in a subject. I want to know everything. Yeah. I don't want to know a little bit. I'm not a dabbler at all in any way, shape, or form. You I go want to know, full bore. I want to know everything, and I will, you know. I'll, I'll stay up late, I'll get all the information, I'll try stuff. I'll... But again, YouTube, wasn't it? Yeah, YouTube, internet, yeah, just any information I could get my hands without, on. Because without the internet, had this been like 50 years ago... I would have been know. screwed. Yeah, you would have been screwed. I'd have been screwed, like, thank God I'm born at the time I was born. Yeah. I'd, I'd dread to it was think just, It happen. suited your learning style? 100%, yeah. Because you're, you're visual and auditory, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Mo mostly visual. Yeah. If I can see something, I can take it and I can learn it. Because yeah. I paint pictures in my head about how everything in my life works and I have to see it and think, oh, yeah, okay, I'll do that. And I can, like, observe myself from what I'm doing from outside. Which is ironic that we're doing a podcast where people can't see you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, but then other people might find this way works for them. Yeah. And, and they could be training and listening to you while they're training. Yeah. And thinking, well, if he can do it. If Nathan can do it. Trust me, if I can, I do, can it, do it, anyone can do it. No, no, no. But I, I don't underestimate what you've achieved, mate. I think you've done a lot. Okay. And um, and then, you know, we met you as a trainer, and now you've got your own gym. Tell us about this. You know, how, how, how is... Yeah, so I, I, um, I had a point in my career at about 25 where I made a very, very bad move, which was... I left a gym I was working at for uh, various reasons and I was a bit angry at the world and I was a bit angry at the fitness industry and it wasn't what I thought it was and I got a real bad chip on my shoulder. So I went back into the only other thing I knew which was car cars but I went back into car sales now because I can, I can talk to people a bit more and I didn't want to get my hands dirty. But I went back into it solely because of the money that I was going to be paid. Yeah, so you were away from and a motivation which was just the cash. Yeah, not a calling, not a not a vocation. Yeah, no, no meaning at all, and my my whole world just went dark, like really? completely, completely dark, like bad. Um, because all of a sudden it's like I've got like why am I waking up to do this? Really? Yeah, it was that it was that bad in my head. That sort of duvet day where you just don't want to get out of every of day. Every, every day, day, every day. I used to come home on lunch break. So I'm like 25 at this point. I used to come home on lunch break and I would sit and I would try and drag every minute of my lunch break to the point where I'm like, right, if I don't leave in a minute, I'm going to get sacked. 
that's how much I didn't want to be at this place. Yeah. I worked at that place nine till six. Um, Did you sell any cars? Yeah, yeah, ironically. Ironically, the, the manager there said, you are so good with people and speaking to them, but when it comes to closing the deal, you just crumble. I'm like, yeah, it's because I don't have any passion. So I rip people off with their crap old car. Yeah, I just got no passion for these cars, you know. Were they second hand? No, it was a new it was a new car dealership. I nearly said the brand, then I won't say the brand because they are yeah. a good brand. They're just I've got yeah. no passion for them at all. I don't like I'm not interested in cars. Yeah. But you're um, interested in people. I'm interested in people. I love people. So I'm doing this nine till six. And then um a girl that I knew messaged and said, I need a personal trainer. I'm trying to get into the army. I'm trying to pass the fitness tests. And I still had this great big chip on my shoulder. And I was like messaging her back at work saying, no, sorry, I don't do this anymore, blah, blah, blah. Really just negative text. And I thought, no, put it down. You're being, you're being a clown. Like just text her back in a bit. And when I had to think about oh, so it. you deleted the, didn't Yeah, yeah, I deleted the message. Thank God. Thank this God. Is a, this Otherwise what, we wouldn't be here now. No, exactly. This, this was one of those moments when I look back on it. It's like, wow, if you'd have actually sent that. Sliding doors moment, isn't it? It, yeah. it was, it really was. So I didn't send the message, I thought about it, and then I messaged back later and said, yeah, okay, cool, I'll train you. Um, because I just thought it will keep me in touch with all my personal training skills. So I was kind of selfishly doing it for me as well. Yeah. But I started training with it and I was having fun. Yeah. So I was, I was waking up miserable, going to work miserable, coming home, but then for a, an hour, twice a week, I was like, I'm having fun again. But I felt a real good sense of freedom because I'm like, I was doing this for me now, I was, I was working for me. Not for a I gym wasn't, where they take most of the money themselves and give you a small amount. Yeah, but it was more the gym I was at, the, you know, you're a leadership guy. If you went into that place, like the leadership was just like minus 10. It was terrible really? to the point. What, they just, in what way? What was it like? They brought people in, they brought good people in and they squashed them and then the people left. Why did they do that? Because they didn't know how to manage people, they didn't know how to talk to people, they didn't know how to... They picked the worst out of people. Really? They picked the worst out of people. And then criticised them? Yeah. They no, there was no building people up. It was bringing you up. The people come in positive with a bit of energy and life in them, and it would, over a period of time, you just see it. And suck the life out yeah, of them. Yeah, it really, like really was. Like dementors. They were, they were dementors, exactly yeah. that. Yeah, it was it, dementors. But, but, but people listening to this uh, podcast will go, do you know what it's like that in my firm? And if it was, what would you say to them? Leave. Yeah. You always Get have out. choice. Get out. Yeah. Between stimulus and response, you always have choice. Remember, you have choice. You always have a choice. You're a volunteer. As, as a, my sergeant major used to say to me uh, in the army, if you can't take a joke, sir, you shouldn't have joined. Sod off. <laughs> yeah. Go do something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah You're definitely. a volunteer. Don't have to be here. Yeah. Okay. So you, you're training her. Yeah. So I had one client now. Yeah, I train. I was actually training a half an hour twice a week, so I had I had one hour a week yeah. of PT. Um, and then a guy who I knew who had booked in with me and paid for a course of personal training at the gym I was at that I left because I was mad at. Yeah, um, he messaged me directly and said, "Well, what's going on? I wanted to I wanted to train with you, and you've left." So I felt a bit guilty then. So I rang him up. I was like, "Right, look, if you go in and just explain like." Uh, you paid for this course of PT. You wanted to train specifically with me. Now I've left. I want my money back. They'll probably give you money back. I don't know. And then you can come give it to me and I'll train you. So he did that. So now I've got two clients. Yes. But so, isn't this great? But I think in many things in life, it's like you begin with just one. 
Yeah, yeah, you do. They, they talk about the lone nut. Have you heard this this video about the lone nut? No. Where they got you know, starting a movement, and and you got some I don't know, so pop concert or something, and they're all sitting on the side, and then one guy gets up and starts to dance around to to some imaginary tune in his head, and everybody's thinking a bit of a lone nut. You know, who's this? Oh, guy? right, okay, yeah, and yeah. And then yeah. suddenly the big thing is when the second person joins him. And then the third, and then and then soon it's like cool to be in this gang. So everybody yeah, starts yeah. joining. And it's like you need this little momentum. And sometimes you begin one and two and it doesn't work out and it starts again. And, yeah, and, and I've, you had I've, two. You I've, had two. I had two. And I've had this lone nut. I've started from in different areas of my life, but I've started over so many times from zero that I'm, I'm not afraid of that now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and so, this is, so you are an entrepreneur, aren't you, really? But I'm trying to be. Yeah, no, you are. I'm trying I'm to telling be. You. you know, you started a number of things. Mm. And entrepreneurs, I mean, I'm an entrepreneur. You, know, you start things and some of them fail. What have yeah. I learned? What am I going to do differently? Mm. Learning and action. What am I going to do differently? So there you were. Yes, yeah, so I've, you... I've got two clients now and I'm having a great time. That's the thing to remember. I'm having a great time. So I'm like, you know, my nine till six, like depression is kind of, is it lifting? Yeah. Lifting? I, well, I can bear it now because I know I've got some fun coming at the end of the day. Yeah. Like I can actually do something I and believe in. And a lot of people go through life waiting for the end of the day to do something they love doing. Yeah. Some people I know like helping with charities as volunteers, but they mm. hate their job, but it pays the mortgage. Yeah. But, you know, life isn't for just getting to the end of the day to pay the mortgage. No, no, no. You want to feel alive, you know? Yeah. You've got to feel alive. But over a six-month six period... I managed to get 13 clients. 13? 13. That's a lot, actually. So I'm like flat out now because I'm like... This is all uh, in the evenings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I worked two out of three weekends. So my day off was Thursday. I worked two out of three weekends. But now the whole of my... All of my evenings are taken up with PT. And my every Thursday as well. At like various points in the day. So it was kind of sporadic, but I was working on a Thursday. And you were sort of what age? 26? Uh, 25. 25. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so 25 turning 26. Um, so I'm, out, I'm working like 19 in every 21 days now, but I was having fun. And then I got to this point in, um, it was March the 1st, 2015. I went in and I had the biggest row with my sales manager. And I sat there and my mum had been telling me like for weeks, like you need to leave this job, like it's getting you down. And I was like, no, no, you can't, you don't understand, like... Because you, know, you, you thought you needed the money. Because I thought I needed the money and blah, blah, blah. Um, but anyway, I took the plunge and I left the job. Um, here comes the anxiety because I'm like, wow, I'm, I can't, I'm, I'm on my own now. I've got to figure this out. There was no planning. There was no... kind of just happened, you know? So that started then. I'm now on my own working as a PT. At this point... Obviously, people on here can't see, but I've got a picture. All I was working off was a piece of carpet, a pull-up bar, and, and a pair of dumbbells. That was it. The room I was working in was falling to bits. Like, it, this was not a personal training setup, but this showed me the importance of building a relationship. Because if, you, if you've seen the room I was in <laughs> and asked someone, would you come and pay to be personal training here, they'd laugh. But they... They were coming because they were working because with you. someone. Yeah, because yeah. no, it's not just anybody. You do have a way with people. You do have a way with people. Okay, so you went from that to what next? So the next phase was it started growing, and I started. Um, I actually, you, you'll have. I know you'll have seen this in businesses before. It grew too quick. Right. 
and then it all went wrong. Right. Because I couldn't cope with it. Yeah. I got I got to a point where I was I was getting up at five thirty training someone at five thirty AM, six thirty AM, having an hour and a half gap from seven thirty AM till nine AM and then training people back to back nine AM till nine PM. Wow. And I burnt myself out. And it became and I was saying yes to people I shouldn't have been saying yes to. I started focusing on money. It just went completely wrong and my meaning went out the window and then I was miserable again. Yeah. So I, I and what's your advice to people having learned that? What what what, what tip would you give to people? Um, if you are not jumping out of bed every single morning, like in a state of I cannot wait to go to work, because that's where I'm at now. Yeah, because I'm in that you, place. I, I I love yeah what I do. I, you're doing I something this wrong. Ever a day where I don't go three two one up? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, I'm the same now. Yeah. But, I, but I that stage, the, you, you, you got yeah, it. it taught me in the beginning. I was, I was taking on. I was petrified when I went self-employed because I'm like, I don't, I don't yeah. have a clue about business. And this is such a good point, Nathan, because it's it's when you're afraid of something, and uh, it can paralyze you. Yeah, but so you so really focus on what you want, not what you don't want, and you were focusing on what you don't want. I was. Well, I was taking on. So my younger brother's a professional boxer, right. so he was sending. He was sending people, um, other boxers to me, for example, who like they were trying to make weight for a fight. And then I've got, and then I'm like working with a bodybuilder who's trying to um, cut down to go and do a show on stage. And then I'm working with like 70 year old Doris who's got bad knees. And, and I'm like, God, I've got all these people. I'm saying yes to everything in fear of no, because I'm like almost waiting for the shoe to drop and it go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a, I didn't realise this at the time. I was just, I was you absolutely. prostituting yourself. Yeah, I was. Exactly. Yeah, 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 me, I'll, I'll do that. I'll exactly. Do it. Who are you? Exactly. I'll take you on. And um, this is where I, I think time and again, knowing what you do want and what's your niche. Yeah. What, what is the area you're going to do? So, so here we are, we've jumped on. We, you, how did you come to meet Lee, myself and Alana? What was, what was the session there? What phase of your life was that before you got into the ladies gym? So that this, I, I probably met I met Lee first, didn't I? This was probably a maybe a year into being self-employed. So I'd kind of had that initial boom. Um, I got way too busy and it had all gone wrong because um, I couldn't cope with it. I couldn't manage it. I didn't have an accountant. I didn't, like zero, zero business skill at all. Um, so that all went very wrong. And I, I started to like drop a few people because I'm just like, I'm completely overwhelmed here. And then... Uh, Lee came to me, didn't she? Followed very shortly by you. And um, it was really good because you were both very good with people. You were very patient. And you, I think, you know, you. I don't know what you say, but it felt like you could probably see I was trying to figure it out. N- not maybe succeeding yet, but I was trying. And it became really good fun training you both because I was like, wow, these people... These know what they're doing with the business stuff. I need to like, I need to learn off them. Mm-hmm. So this was like, they, it was it was so nice just between sets. You know, how many times have I sat and I picked your brain about? Mm-hmm. I said, oh Jonathan, what do you think about this? What do you, can I ask your opinion on this? Because mm-hmm. I'm just mm-hmm. desperate for the information, you know. Yeah. Um, you were hungry. You were soaking up. Yeah. Like a sponge. Yeah. Because I knew, because I was getting it wrong. Yeah. And I'm like, there's a reason for this. I just got to find. I've got to find. It does motivate, doesn't it? When we when we learn from failure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Let like feel the pain and feel it's going wrong, and then adjust and try to go again. Yeah. 
Um, so I met you too, and I carried on personal training. So I was like, business is like steady now. Yeah. And I've gone back to do. I've gone down to like doing twenty five hours a week, which is obviously a very easy amount. But I'm I'm not. In the time I'm not personal training, I'm getting obsessed with like the brain and self development and that kind of thing, and trying to understand what's going on in here as well as out here. Yes, and now this is a very interesting area. When, when I did one of the, the Optimized Coach program, we used to talk about eat, move, sleep, breathe, focus, prosper. There's, there's a whole range of different things to help you optimize your life. Mm. Do you want to say a bit about that from, from your point of view, about how you've got to get a whole number of different things? It's not just about pushing muscle or pushing weight to get muscle. No, no, this whole to be healthy game is is way, way, way beyond just food and exercise, you, you've got to really, really know what's going on in your head. And you're only going to know what's going on in your head by forcing yourself to do stuff that you know you should be doing and you don't want to do. So getting past that kind of resistance. So I started learning a hell of a lot about the brain. I'm still obsessed with that now. Thought processes, how it works, what triggers me, those kind of things. And then just trying to constantly develop my character um, so that I'm a bit nicer to be around. And Deadpool. I, Deadpool. Who's the guy in Deadpool? The actor. Uh, Ryan Reynolds. You look like Ryan Reynolds. That's who you look like. It's, it, oh, well, I prefer that one because normally I get Andy Murray. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I prefer Ryan Reynolds. No, no, you do. Yeah, just swinging your legs on the bridge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sort of. Anyway, sorry, I got off one. But um, learning about the brain, and then when you were training with us, you, you began to develop your idea of your own business yeah and and now tell us what you've achieved yeah so at this point i'm doing about 25 hours a week pt um and over the years like i'd worked i'd worked with a lot of people um most of the people you see as a personal trainer are female um i don't know why that is and i'm not making any presumptions there but just statistics like for every one guy you train i guarantee you'll train about four females whether it be males are just generally a bit more stubborn, don't want to ask for help, a bit more tight with the money, I don't know. Because I never had a personal trainer, I wouldn't pay for it. <laughs> That's just me. Um, but a lot of them would say... And I have had personal trainers, and I, I would pay for it when I find the right one. Yeah, I would now. Yeah, it's just like I, I, I get coached. Yeah. If, I'm, if I coach others, I, I need to get coached. Yeah. yeah. But you do know, yeah. Okay, so... Yeah, so after working with a lot of females... I was I was starting to get a bit of feedback on you know gym experiences that they had, and I would send a lot of them to gyms because as a personal trainer, um, you're a lot more you you know you're per hour versus a gym membership which is monthly, so I get all this feedback that I don't want to go and join a gym. Quote, um, I don't like all the meters in there. And the meatheads, the meatheads, yeah. and there's no one there to help you. So you go in there, you kind of left with the program, you don't know what you're doing, so you just go and hide on the treadmill in the corner. Yeah. So after I'd heard that like 50 times or so, I'm like, God, what, like, what is going on with all these gyms kind of thing? So I'm like, right, what if we opened a gym where there was no meatheads? Well, I'm kind of like, right, well, that means obviously there's got to be no men. So like, we'll open a gym that's got no men, and we'll make sure there's a personal trainer there. Every other gym is the gym's open to serve people and assist them. So I opened that gym in October 2017. Really? Yeah. So just wow. over just over two years ago. Hit a bit of a thank you. Yeah. Hit a bit of a um curveball a few months afterwards because I was still doing 25 hours a week personal training 
and like another 65, 70 hours at the gym. That's right. So I ran myself down, if you remember. I, I ran remember. myself down. Yeah, I wouldn't you. stop. I should have stopped and I didn't. And I got blood poisoning and it nearly finished me off. Yeah. Was it, were you um, close to dying? Or well, the, the doctor just said to me, he's like, look, mate, you need to, you need to look at what you're doing because out of every two people that get this, one dies. Oh, really? Like the death rate is 50%. What? Yeah. So that was like, right, okay, I need to... So I'm at this <laughs> dilemma now. I'm like, oh, I've got my nice little personal training business I've built up and you have all these relationships like you, Lee, and other people. You, yeah, you don't want to let us down. No, you don't want to let go of it. But I've just opened a gym. So I'm like, what do I do? Close the gym or do I let go of it? So yeah. I thought, right, well, you, you know, you've lived this chapter now. Yeah. Um, let go of the personal training and take a chance on the gym. So I started from zero again. Um, which was a bit scary, but it wasn't as scary as doing it yeah. first time. So I had to ring around all my clients. If you remember, I texted you and I, I was yeah. ringing Lee and, you know, I felt at the end of the day, I felt like I'd grieved. Yes. Because it was... We grieved. We missed you. It was. I hated it. We missed I you. hated it. But I, I just, my body said, I'm not doing both. No. You, you, and this is a good lesson in life. And we just, I don't know, got about three or four minutes mm. left before the, the session finishes. But... Uh, you know, you're now running a successful uh, ladies' gym. How many members? So we cap it at like 60 members. 60 members? Yeah. yeah. And you put a cap on that? Put a cap on it because it's only very small. We're looking to expand and move in maybe 18 months, but I've just taken on a new PT. Yeah. So I've got someone else working with me now, so I've got a That's chance good. to develop my leadership skills. and Good, good. Be a good person. And we just need an investor to invest in you and, and back you, and off you go. Yeah, I pitched to two people the other day. Yeah, good. Well, so, look, if people listening to this, we'll get them to um, get in touch with you. Great. Nathan Newton Wellington. Um, so, Nathan, really just in the final stages before we, we finish, and oh gosh, we could chat about so many things. On the, from the point of view of health, well being, fitness, nutrition, what would be a yeah. few tips and techniques you'd leave the the executives that are listening to this with? What, what, what advice would you give to people? That's a really good question. And this is something you and Lee opened my eyes to, which is just like you are running your business and you have to develop skills, relationships, understand yourself over time, the health and fitness um, journey is no different. So for every successful company that took 20 years to get to where it is, there's a guy trying to sell a five-week learn how to build a business program. You have to play the long game. Yeah. The blueprint is the same. If someone is trying to sell you, by this point you will X, leave it alone. It's a forever game till the end. Your job is to find a way, get yourself into a state of mind where you are a willing participant and not get wrapped up in muscle six packs. Within five bag. weeks. Yeah. yeah. Kiss it, me quick, a, do it quick. It exactly. Is, it's a forever if it, game. If it seems too good to be true. It is. It's not true. Yeah. It is. It, it is. I'm still learning stuff about my own body now and making improvements in my overall well-being mentally and physically and I am 10 years into obsessing over this sub subject. Yeah. And I'm still learning. And and the other the other point is that as we discussed earlier before we started the session Everybody's different. We talked about the microbiome and stuff like that. Everybody's gut is different. So there's not one size fits all, literally. No, which is why you've got, to, you've got to fail. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is why it's important to have a personal trainer or somebody who works with you who understands your unique requirement rather than same thing for everybody. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Nathan, thank you. 
I've really enjoyed it. It's been good fun, hasn't Thank it? Thank you for, for coming so late on a Friday evening. No, it's been a pleasure. Um, but now is the chance for you to go and relax, recoup, recover. Yep. Um, I wish you every success. I'm sure you will be a success. And, and even if some things don't work, I know you'll learn from it. But I think for me, this was what, what I've appreciated about you is, is just your journey as an entrepreneur, but also the, the tough time you came from and, and this incredible physique you've got now, but also that you're not only are you, you know, a, a fit personal trainer who's got his own business, but you're an entrepreneur as well. And you keep learning, you have lifelong learning. So that's what I admire about you. Thank and you very wishing much. wishing you every success. Thank friend. you so much. Good luck. So now you've heard from one of the inspiring leaders that I've interviewed, what are you gonna do next? If you want to get some more free material, go to my website, jonathanperks.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Jonathan Bowman Perks. And there you can get access to my books, uh, Inspiring Leadership and Top Tips for Inspiring Leaders. But if you want to actually do something about being a leader and constantly improving your game, raising your performance, get in touch with me about coaching you or one of your team that you want to raise the game for them. It's got to be people who want to be good to great, not people who you're trying to fire. And if you're looking for a motivational speaker, get in touch. Or if you want me to work with your team coach, I would be delighted to help you. <music>